0: simply live to the Simply Living For Him special episode today, podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living For Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living For Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my home school, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Today, though, you are going to be specifically hearing about... Homeschooling and homeschooling teenagers, homeschooling, uh, post homeschooling life, what it looks like after graduation. And specifically, I want to hone in a bit on alternatives to college and looking at things in um, a different light, a different perspective. So, this is a little bit of a special episode because. I have been asked by many people over the past year to talk specifically about um, college alternatives since I have my sons now that are not going on to regular college after homeschool and kind of debunking the myth that, oh, homeschooling didn't work because your kids aren't going to college that's absolutely not true. Homeschooling was very successful, and they could absolutely have gone on to regular college, but we've chosen different paths for them. Uh, my daughter is a homeschool graduate and she did go on to college and has a very successful uh, story for her post homeschool life. So we'll also talk a little bit about that because I am not saying college is you know uh, not is out of the question. It's just really finding. God's plan for your child. So we're going to kind of talk about homeschooling teenagers, post-homeschool. And so the reason I'm calling this a special episode is I'm going to put this up midweek. I realize that not all of my listeners are homeschoolers and I kind of have another episode topic I want to talk about this week, just more broad in general, like I usually do, but I wanted to put this episode out there for anyone who is specifically uh, at this age of, of stage of life, or if you are a homeschooler and your kids are little, tuck it away, because you will get to this stage. I'm promising you, you'll blink your eyes, and you'll be at this stage. So it's a special episode today. Um, like I said, I just, I really, you know what? I talk about all things simple, right? Like I said at the beginning of the episode. But at the bottom line of everything that has to do with keeping it simple is putting Jesus first. And that applies to our homeschool. That applies to our teenage years. That applies to our post-homeschool journey, right? Really, um, when we put him first, everything else comes into a a better focus. Um, And simplifying to me is about... Putting God first and getting rid of all the distractions. Homeschooling teenage, uh, homeschooling teenagers, just parenting teenagers in general is a very distracting season of life they are very distracted we are very distracted we can get very consumed with what's going to happen when they graduate what's going to happen in their futures so really the most important thing I want to tell you is let's keep it simple like I do at the the theme of all of simply living for him eyes on Jesus Because the enemy wants nothing more than to derail your efforts as a mother of a teenager because the enemy knows you're getting close to launching that child into adulthood. You launch that child into adulthood that is kingdom minded and that is looking to build the kingdom and that is living for the Lord. And you're getting really close to that because, you know, just in a few years, they're going to be on their own. And so the enemy knows that you're raising a soldier for Christ. So the enemy may be relentless in these teenage years. He may be really trying hard to derail you. So you've got to stay majorly focused on the Lord. So, what I talk about is simply living for Him all the time, right? The remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live simply. Well, the remedy for all the clutter and confusion and chaos of teenage years is Jesus. Right? The same principle applies, but especially during these years where, you know, I talk to many homeschooling families, um, especially during the teenage years. I do homeschool consulting and uh, I talk to many families who are just in the throes of it and they want to give up. They're like, you know what? I should just put this child into school. They'd be better off without me. They'd be better off, you know, going to school. I will say to you, I, you know, I'm not usually one to say, Uh, that you should or shouldn't homeschool. I always say that's between you and the Lord. But my gut tells me that this is the time where our children need us the most. I always thought when my kids were little, you know, oh yeah, when they get to high school, I'll put them in school because that'll be the time. I realized as they got older, that was the time not to put them in school, right? This is the time where, like I said, the enemy is going to try harder than ever uh, to keep them from being kingdom builders. The enemy is going to try harder than ever to distract you as the parent from, um, you know doing what you need to do because this is a very volatile time and so these are you know very important years we have the early years of homeschooling and parenting where we feel like you know we're building that foundation but these years are really important because so many other things get thrown into it we have the peers and that kind of pressure stuff we have the social media we have so many different things and then we have like physical things hormonal changes you know if you have children that are in the teen years, I mean, you as a mom, right, we all know what it's like to have kind of crazy hormones. I'm in my perimenopausal years. I know what it's like that hormones will make you feel like things are real that aren't or they will amplify things um, that are happening or emotions or whatever so now be a teenager who is not quite equipped yet for you know spiritual maturity they're on their way and having all the societal pressures having social media pressures having academic pressures trying to think about what's gonna happen with college and then throw in those hormones like let's give these kids grace I think One of the biggest things um that we can um you know struggle with is thinking that at least i shouldn't say we i'm always talking from my experience i don't want to generalize that this is everybody but you know i can only speak from my experience and one of the things that i think for me i realized was um you know something that hindered my parenting in the teenage years was expecting my teenagers to be full-blown mature christians Okay. And so getting disappointed in them when they perhaps, um, you know, had a setback or they weren't, you know, uh, they were say wrestling with different issues, whether it was spiritual issues or just life issues in general and feeling like, well, they should know better. Well, guess what? Right. I've learned this, um, from my daughter and, and realizing the mistakes that I made. I'm hoping to correct those kinds of things with my sons, but really being like, you know what? I, at 47 years old, struggle all the time. I can struggle at times with uh, spiritual things. I struggle with personal things. I struggle with my emotions. I struggle with things all the time. So why on earth do I have this high expectation that these teenagers are supposed to have it all together? We should expect that these are the years that they're going to wrestle. Sometimes they're going to wrestle with the Lord. They're definitely going to wrestle with themselves. They're going to wrestle with society. They're going to wrestle with a lot of things. This is not the time to go put them out there away from us into a world that is not going to help them wrestle. Right? They're going to find even more confusion out there. So that's why I believe having them home in the teenage years for me was So important. I can't even imagine, you know, going through some of the struggles that we go through with our teenagers and then throwing in, you know, all of the extra pressures of school on top of it. I know when my kids were little, it was always like, well, how are they going to learn to deal with the world if you're not putting them out there in school? Quite frankly, I don't think public schooling these days is necessarily uh, the kind of environment for them to thrive in. And so if I want them to learn how to deal, deal with, as you know, people say, quote unquote, the real world, they're going to do it with me, we're going to navigate it together. And putting them in that kind of environment. um, You know, I don't as a 47 year old woman, I don't choose to put myself in environments that are detrimental to me. So, you know, just thinking about those things. So there are so many things that come up in the teenage years, um, you know, uh, but I wanted to kind of focus in today on the homeschooling years and people getting really afraid of the homeschooling high school years, I will say homeschooling high school are my favorite years the teenage years are definitely my favorite years and that may come as a surprise Um, although I got to spend yesterday last night with a little two-year-old and boy did I remember those toddler years and think of them differently I was like "Whoa! if I could go back I would just enjoy this so so much more Um, so maybe the toddler years could have been my favorite years if I wasn't such a probably stressed out mom at the time but you know as you grow you know right you learn things as you grow and so it's easy to say oh I wish I would have when you're not in that stage so, I would say to you right now, if you're a parent of a teenager or you're going to be the parent of a teenager, these really can be the best years, right? They do not have to be scary. They do not have to be, you know, I think they were scary for me when my kids were younger because I always thought, number one, just society makes it feel like they're supposed to be scary. Oh, teenagers, that's supposed to be so scary. I also had a very tumultuous teenage uh, time of life. So, I guess for me it was scary because I knew what I went through as a teenager But you have such a chance to redeem, uh, you know, if you had a rough time as a teenager or we can redeem what society says about teenage years. So I um, have really embraced the teenage years because there's so much good in this time, because if we channel things right, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend that we have done things perfectly. All of my kids have struggled with various things, right? No one is immune to struggle. So let's get that out in the open right now because you may look at the internet or you may look at what you think is that perfect Christian family out there um, that you see online and you'd be like, you might be like, they don't struggle. Well, I'm going to tell you right now that we all do because I don't publicly share my children's struggles because, you know, hey, privacy, who wants to go through teenage years and your mom sharing your struggles? So remember that when you're seeing things out there, it's because we're not going to share We shouldn't share our teenagers' struggles that are personal, you know, out in a public forum. Or if you're at church and you're thinking, oh, well, that family has it all together. Just remember that everybody struggles, right? And... We should expect to have some wrestling. We should expect to have some struggles in the teenage years. Because when we can expect them, we can be equipped for them. I think I wish I had been better equipped with my firstborn. I, Like I said, when struggles happened, I thought, number one, you're not... Uh, you know, doing what you're supposed to to my teenager. And number two, I think it was a reflection I thought on me that I'm not, you know, doing what I'm supposed to. And now, you know, the struggles that she was having were a reflection of my parenting rather than setting my pride aside and walking through the struggles with her. And so, number one, expect to have some struggles in the teenage years. Expect that they're going to come. Just like I said, if you are listening and you're an adult, you can't tell me you don't struggle sometimes, right? We all do. So expect it and be there for it. And most importantly, point them to Jesus. You know, there is so much clamoring for their attention these days. Literally, the most important thing you can do in high school, the most important life skill you will ever teach your homeschooler or any child is to hear God's voice and follow it. I don't care if you have to put the math books away for weeks at a time to focus on spiritual stuff because in the end, who they are spiritually will affect everything else in their life. You know what? Math will be there. Their spiritual foundation is most important. They can learn math later. Trust me, I'm learning algebra for the fourth time now. (laughs) My son is just starting algebra. This is the fourth child that I have gone through algebra. Plus, I went through algebra myself. Do you think I know algebra yet? No. It's just not my forte, right? So the academics are going to be there. There's plenty of time in life to learn anything. And as I told one of my sons when he graduated, I said to him, or yeah, when my one son graduated, I said to him, your education is just beginning. So let's never think that like we need to know or they need to know everything they're going to need to know academically in these teen years. It's really most important to focus focus on building them spiritually. I'm going to talk to you in a minute about one of the alternatives to college that my son is participating in Um it's a post uh, post high school program. It's called a gap year program, but I feel like I'm not going to kind of refer to it as a gap year program so much because for us, they're not going on to regular college. So it's not just like this year in between high school and college. It's really a post high school program. But one of the things I love about it, and it's called One Life Institute, and I'll share more about it within this episode. One of the things I love about it is at their open house um, orientation type thing, they said, "We are not. This program is not so much to be focused on what your you know your child what they're going to do when they get older, but who are they becoming? Because who they are becoming will affect everything they do, and who they are becoming is far more important. Because you know what." If you're just focusing on what you're going to do, but you're not focusing on who you're becoming and you're becoming really, you know, a disciple of Christ, then you're just focused on the worldly things, right? We're not focused on the eternal things. And so that to me was like encompassed everything we've always had is that that philosophy in our homeschool. You know, our homeschool does not exist to make these uh, perfect career-driven adults. Our homeschool existed to be... Raising Disciples. And when you're raising disciples, the other things are secondary. Career is secondary. You will do your career to honor the Lord. But if you aren't teaching them to follow the Lord, they're not going to be focused on their career honoring the Lord because they're not following the Lord. So they have to be focused on... Uh, who they are becoming in Christ first. And then everything else falls into place. Just as I've always talked about Matthew 6.33 being our life verse, my ministry verse, our homeschool verse, my family verse. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you. And that is the most important thing you can do to your high schooler, is to teach them to follow the Lord. And if they're struggling, to keep pointing them to Jesus, teaching them to hear his voice and follow it. Because then everything else falls into place after that. Now, one of the things that I've learned uh, in high school as far as homeschooling, okay, so I learned a lot because my daughter, my firstborn, when she was uh, in high school, I thought, you know, you have to go to college. That's what everybody does. And, you know, I kind of geared her homeschool. Uh, years towards that end, that you know, even if you don't end up going to college, we have to prepare you for college just in case that's what you want to do. But I really just figured she had to do all those things that were going to prepare her for college. She had a wonderful, I think, um, you know, uh, I don't want to say I don't want to say wonderful, it was certainly wasn't perfect. I made a lot of mistakes, but overall, I think she had a good, solid education. She was definitely prepared for college, um, but when I look back on it, there are things I would have done so differently and things that I'm now doing differently with my three sons because, you know, now they are, uh, one is graduated, one is uh, graduating this year, and then I have one entering high school next year. So we're like in the thick of teen years. And so the things I've done differently with them have been to really focus on preparing them for life, trusting that if college is you know, something that they wanted to do, then that will happen. But really preparing them for life, preparing them, uh, preparing them for heaven. Honestly, we have to be eternally minded. This world is crazy. Nothing will remind me more that our home is temporary than when I read the news. I'm just like, what is going on? This world is crazy, but thankfully it's temporary right we all have an eternal home someday in heaven and to make our kids think like you know eternal minded um to constantly be thinking that you know they are eternally minded we don't want them to get caught up in the things of this world we want them to be heavenly focused and kingdom minded um so there are a lot of things that i've done differently with my sons especially this year so this year i have a senior and he um Is not going on to college. He's actually going on to One Life Institute next year. And so um, that's the program that my first son went to. Uh, Life changing. I'll tell you all about the program in a minute. But um, it was so freeing this year. I cannot even tell you how freeing it was to not be stuck, you know, spending our entire first half of the year filling out college applications, trying to, you know, visit all these places and make that transcript look good so that he could get into college. And, you know, I know that there are people that specifically will choose activities just to make the transcript well-rounded. Rather than letting their child focus on what they really want to do and what interests them. It's like, nope, we need to have that well-rounded college application and we need to have that well-rounded transcript so that we can have the illusion of who you are so you get into college. Now, I'm not saying that's the case for everybody, but I've definitely seen it. And I do homeschool consulting, so I talk to a lot of families. And it's not their fault. It's what society has done to us. It's like, you know what? You have to take certain classes And do certain activities and score certain test scores so that this college will accept you. I want to teach my children that we are to be acceptable in the eyes of God and not to sit here and teach them that they need to do certain things so this college will accept them so they can go on. Because otherwise, if if that college doesn't accept them, then it's a hindrance between them now and their future. That is not true. This college is not the make or break place of, you know, what's going to happen in your future. So I want to teach my children that they are not learning in order to impress people on another side of a computer screen that are looking at their application and they don't even know my child personally. And they're evaluating them if they're able to go to their school. I want my child to really be living for the Lord. And if in that journey of their living for the Lord, they apply to a college and get in and that's where the Lord wants them, so be it. But what we have done to teenagers is like brainwash them that they need to be a certain way to get into this college. Otherwise, their future is doomed. If we're teaching our children that they have an eternal home with Jesus, their future is already decided. All the rest that's happening is, how are you going to live for the Lord now with the rest of your time on earth? You're going to graduate high school Now, what are you going to do as a disciple of Christ to live for the Lord? See, our society, our world makes it totally different. It's what are you going to do for you so that you can earn enough money, so that you can get the best job, so that you can have all the accolades? but as a christian we have we we do it completely different we're like what are we going to do for the lord now if you're going to do something for the lord and in that plan is for you to go off to college and do some you know corporate job then he will make sure that that happens but the most important thing is to follow god so when our kids were in high school even my daughter who did go to college which we see clearly that that was god's plan for her was to go to college The most important thing that we taught them was not, you know, junior year comes and everybody's like, what are you looking at? What are you going to do? We were like, you know, for college and stuff, we were like, first, we're going to pray about it and we're going to let the Lord's plan unfold. And so there was nothing more to do junior year. It wasn't research every college. It was get on our knees and pray. Every single morning, I asked the Lord to make it clear for her path. And like I said, this year, the Lord made it clear for my son that he wasn't going to go to college next year, that he's going to one life. And it made it so freeing because we weren't over there filling out college applications. We weren't picking classes to take so that it fits the bill to impress people. It was like, you know what? What do you want to learn? This is your last year home with me. We have the ability to really focus on preparing for life and not a test or a college application. And so he's been doing so many hands-on things. He's been, really, my goal this year was just to get him prepared for life. He's been working part-time. He's been doing a ton of um, things that are not necessarily textbooks. But guess what? It counts as learning. He bought a car, and he's fixing it up, and he's using it as a project, and he's learning. I told him, that garage is your classroom. That car is your curriculum. He's learning so much. It's not saying he's going to go on to be an auto mechanic someday, but he's certainly learning besides like real tangible skills. He's also learning how to learn. He's been looking up videos, looking up resources, you know, researching parts, doing all of these things. And I will tell you, it hasn't been perfect. He's made some really big mistakes. He's had some really big struggles. And we told him this is part of the learning. It's all part of it. So I want to remind you that college is not the be-all, end-all of life. It may be a stepping stone for your child to do what they want to do. If there is a career that, here's the important thing, that God is leading them to, remember, it's what God is leading them to. I always told my children, it's not what you want to do. It's not what I want you to do. It's what God wants you to do. That's where we want you. Because then ultimately that will be what you want to do. Because who wouldn't want to do what God wants you to do? He created you with different talents, with different strengths, with different weaknesses, and he's going to use them all for his glory. And so our job is to show our kids that, that God has created you for purposes. Your biggest purpose is to glorify him in all you do. But now, how is the Lord going to use the things that he's given you when he created you to glorify him? For some, that may be going off to a traditional four-year college. That may be going off to become a doctor. For some, it may be, you know, you're going to be a missionary around the world. For some, it may be you're going to be in the trades. For some, you're going to be in ministry. My daughter ended up being in ministry. I won't go through her entire story because I feel like I could do a whole episode on that. But she was dead set on thinking she knew what she wanted to do when she graduated. And we saw God clearly change the plan. But we also saw that there were no mistakes made. Even though she started out with one plan, we saw how God changed it. But we saw how along the way, everything that happened, happened for a reason. And we ultimately saw that when she went to college is when she met her husband. So we know 100% that every part of that plan was God's. But like I said, junior year, prayed. We prayed and prayed, Lord, direct her steps. We chose a verse from the Bible that was, you know, let the Lord direct your step. We just totally asked the Lord, surrendered. I completely surrendered her to the Lord junior year and said, Lord, whatever your will is for her, whether it's public university, private university, or no college at all, I just want her to be in your will. And we saw him clearly unfold that. She's graduating now this month actually Uh, she is already lined up with a job in a church which is what she wanted she'll be doing ministry and she's going to get a master's degree um, by May she'll have her master's degree she's doing this accelerated program so it's just been super duper exciting and she met her husband and she's following the Lord and so I don't want to make that sound like oh well that's this perfect story it's not she's had struggles along the way Uh, Again, I'm not going to share my kids' personal struggles out here publicly, but just know that no journey is perfect, but the struggles also help us perfect our journey. And so now my son, uh, so she's 21. Then I have my son who's 19. He went to One Life Institute last year. I will never stop uh, recommending One Life. Now, I say that with a caveat, just because his experience was perfect, (laughs) no, I don't want to say perfect, but because his experience was so fruitful and wonderful, I can't guarantee that your child's will be, but I can only speak from my experience and his experience. He was our shy child. He did not do very many social activities during high school like my daughter did. She was Miss Social Butterfly. She was involved in every extracurricular. He was definitely more to himself totally different child and so I was a little worried when we sent him to One Life um, which is what they call a gap year program I was all worried when we sent him there of how he would do. Um, but it was truly a God thing. We prayed about it. We saw clearly that God had him on the path to go there. And One Life Institute, there are several different locations. I'll link it in my show, note, show notes. Um, but for him last year, his location was at a retreat center. So it was about 24 students. They lived together at this retreat center. Um there's kind of some strict rules which I'll explain in a minute. Um but the purpose is really um to kind of discover who they are in Christ their spiritual journey and what their calling is, um, you know, from the Lord. Many students go there who aren't sure if they're ready to go off to college yet um, or if they don't know if they want to go to college yet. They're not sure what they want to do. So, you know, it's a great program. And that was my son. He didn't think he wanted to go to college. He wasn't sure what he wanted to do. So we thought, you know, um, actually, my daughter's husband had gone to this program. So we saw what a great program it was for him. So we were like, you know, you can give this a try. We prayed about it. Um, so he really was unsure of what he wanted to do and we always said you're not going to go to college just for the sake of going to college that's a very expensive investment these days unless there is something that you need to do like be a doctor or a lawyer you know like where you absolutely have to go but unless you're 100% sure that that's what God's leading you to do then we're not going to just enroll you for the sake of enrolling you because you feel like that's what you're supposed to do you know that's why I feel like Um, I made the comment that... when I tell people that my sons aren't going to traditional college and they're homeschooled, it's kind of like I can feel that sort of like, mm, well, homeschooling didn't work out for you. You know, they didn't get into college. Absolutely not. My son would have thrived in college. I'm sure he's you know a great student. He, my daughter, had no problem getting into colleges as a homeschooler. She got into the colleges she applies to. Applied to, she got scholarships. I'm sure my son would have had no problem getting into college as well. But it wasn't the path that I wanted him to take just doing it because that's what, quote unquote, you're supposed to do. So we need to get out of that mindset, especially nowadays. College has changed from when my generation was going to college, right? Number one, you even in a Christian college, you need to be really sure of what is surrounding them, what they're being taught, right? I always looked at it as, it's kind of this fake environment. They make it like college is what you're supposed to do. I'm not paying for my child to go off to college to, you know, and this was my experience when I went to college, I'll be honest with you, to go rebel and do all the things you're not supposed to do. I don't feel that living in a dorm is at all a um, real life experience. We're not doing that in adult life, you know, living in a dorm. Like, it's just, it's kind of, And I know this is going to probably like ruffle a few feathers with people who just love the college experience. I'm saying this is my opinion, my experience with my kids. I'm not saying that if you go to college or your kids go to college and they have a great college experience that there's anything wrong with that. I think that's wonderful. Um, But even my daughter agreed after living on campus for two years she was done she was like I just want to be married and have my apartment and come home and be with my husband and work you know it, it was like this fake environment and she was kind of done with it after two years it was fun for a year or two but you know. It's a lot when you're living like in a dorm to be surrounded by people all the time, your age and just all the different aspects that come with it. So, anyway, that's a whole other topic. But if you are sending your child to college, you really do, as a Christian, want to make sure that it is solid. Um, and, you know, it's a huge investment. Are they really needing to spend all that money and possibly go into debt, um, you know, to do what they want to do? And for my son, he is definitely wanting to go into the trades. And he's like, I don't see spending all that money just for the quote unquote college experience. Um, And quite frankly, as we told him, times are changing. Um, Colleges are changing. Financials for everybody are changing. The world is changing. But guess what? there will always be a job for you if you work in a trade. (laughs) We told him, you'll never be without a job. Those are things that in society are pretty constant. And so we feel very secure about him um, after this year of his schooling going into a trade. So let me tell you a little bit about his experience last year. His experience at One Life Institute is, um, like I said, one example of a uh, gap year program there are many 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 across the country you can look at them i don't know about them i know about one life so i'll share that experience with you if you have questions you are welcome to uh, message me send me a voicemail at anchor.fm or any of that um, but i would be happy to answer your questions so what i loved about one life it was like a kind of like our complete homeschool philosophy but as a young adult. So, they actually do get college credit for their one year. They're there nine months, just like a school year, and they actually earn 30 college credits while they are there. Um, They will transfer to specific Bible colleges automatically, but... If you are looking going to, say, a secular school or, you know, um, one of the schools that are not one of their partners, you would want to just check in and see if the tr- the college credits would transfer. But there are a lot of the general classes, Bible classes, and things like that. So my son did earn 30 college credits last year, even though he's not transferring into um, a four-year college. He will have that under his belt. Maybe someday he will want to transfer into a college. He'll have those credits. Um, But I loved their philosophy of learning. So they work on a four-week cycle. And the first week, so they live at this, at least his location, they lived at a retreat center. Um, All of the locations are different. So where they are living, they will also work and serve. One location is at a farm. There's another in South Carolina where he is now that's a retreat center. One location in Pennsylvania is actually at a retirement center which is where my other son is going next year. And so they have that kind of like intergenerational um, thing going on there, which I love. And they serve at the retirement center and they will work there. So it's really cool. Um, but my son's was at a retreat center. And so he was working there during the week and serving there. And they also then have for their cycle, the first week is a teaching week. So they'll bring in like a college professor to teach for the week and they'll have classes every day. Um, and they will learn A certain topic. Then the next week they go and they experience what they learned out there in the community in some way. And then the following week they go and travel. So they travel a lot with One Life. Um, For instance, my son went out uh, to Colorado, New Mexico, and Arizona at one point, and they learned everything that they were learning. They had been learning about creation in the fall. They then went out and traveled and experienced. it. I mean, what better to experience creation than to see these beautiful, you know, landscapes and mountains out in the Southwest? Then they visited the Navajo Nation and they learned all about that, and they saw like just it's really hard to explain, but all of what they would learn. In their Bible class, they went out and then experienced. They also would go and serve at different places in the community. They would go um, just do so much experiential learning. Um, They did have to read some books and write papers, so they had those kind of assignments, not over-the-top heavy academic, but they did have that mixed in there as well. Um, And then they had a teaching back week, which I knew would be hard for my son. They would have a presentation week where they would have to then go and do a presentation on what they learned i knew that would be hard for my son but one of the things in one life is to be um comfortable with the uncomfortable and it grew my son so much he went in there having never been away from home ever. I don't think he even ever slept over a friend's house because we didn't allow sleepovers, but he never went to camp. He never went on a teen retreat or anything. And we sent him here and it was like, what are we doing? But it was wonderful. It grew him so much. They really focus on relationships, um, you know, community living, because they're living with these 24 other students and learning how to deal with things. I mean, I tell you, he comes home and I'm like, our family's having like a disagreement. And I'm like, Let's look to Luke because I feel like he knows how to how to handle things. He was taught that really well last year, how to handle things well and biblically. So there's so much I could say about it. Um, but the overall thing I would say is, it really helped him to discover who he was. I know that sounds so cliche, but not just who he is, but who he is in Christ. To really solidify his identity on his journey with Christ. And remember, None of us arrive. I'm 47. I know when I'm 77, I will still not have arrived on my journey with Christ here, right? So it has, you know, given him a solid foundation, but it's not like he came home and I'm like, well, now he's a mature Christian, but it's given him a great start. And so One Life also has a second year program now, and that is called One Life X. And One Life X has a branch that is for entrepreneurs. So if you have a child who is really entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial, uh, entrepreneur minded, um, and they are business minded. And like for us, we've always encouraged uh, self-employment because that's what our family is, a self-employed family. So, you know, if you have a child who really is into that, that is a great idea for them. So they actually go and they're living at a retreat center and they run the retreat center for the year and they are taking business classes and learning everything about running a business. But it's all experience learning. So again, it's like my philosophy of homeschool, right? You're not sitting in a lecture and earning credit. You're going and doing and learning. So there's the Entrepreneur Program, which is One Life X. And then part of One Life X this year, they started a trade and culinary program. It's brand new. And my son is in like the guinea pig class, right? Because they're just starting it out. And he's in the trade portion of it. He will probably go into um, contracting or... Um, He worked at home here under a general contractor and learned a lot of skills. um, And I think maybe that's what he's going to go into. But he's learning different trades this year to see what he enjoys he's been learning about contracting and woodworking and carpentry and um electrical and uh, leather making like they've learned all different things um so each week they're focusing i don't know if it's each week but each kind of uh, module i guess they're focusing on different trades and again they're also traveling and then there's still the spiritual aspect of it which to me is the most important you know they do a lot of discipleship training um they do a lot of um I don't think this year they do like the reading books and papers as much but I'm I'm not sure but he's doing a lot of hands-on projects. Um, He just finished his first big project where he was the project manager and got to see it from the ground up. And so that was really cool. Um, But then they also serve and go and go on trips and do all kinds of things. He's not earning college credit in the trade program, but the entrepreneur program, they earn college credit for their classes as well. So that's kind of in a nutshell, just an alternative to college. Um, Just... Trying to give you uh, on this episode today just the mindset to think a little differently. Life is short, right? I, we have to remember we get one life. We don't, and isn't that funny? That's what the program's called, one life. We don't want to get stuck in we have to do things because that's the way it's always been done. Or we have to do things because society tells us. The most important thing to teach your teenagers is to follow God's path. For them. And they won't be able to do that if they aren't really spending time with the Lord. So the teenage years are a time to be really soaking in the Word with them, pointing them to the Lord, praying with them, letting them know that you're praying for them, Um, you know, having them have their own alone time with the Lord, really discipling them, really focusing on the most important thing that they can do in their teenage years, most important thing that we can all do in any years, right? Is to, uh, to spend time with the Lord, to listen and hear His voice and follow Him. And so, don't be afraid of the teenage years. Don't be overwhelmed by what are they going to do when they grow up, because quite frankly, I am not doing any of the things I thought at 18 years old I was going to do. So, it's really not what are you going to do, it's are you going to walk with the Lord and let His plan for your life unfold. Let His journey unfold uh, for you keeping your eyes on the Lord. Those are the things we want to focus on as parents, that we don't have to know it all what they're going to do. And they are, you know, even if you feel like, well, I didn't teach them everything they need to know by the time graduation came, guess what? At 47, I must have said my age a million times today, but right at 47 years old, I am still learning all the time. I have learned more in my past, uh, what is it? 18 years of homeschooling than I have ever probably learned. You know, uh, before that. I've learned so much, I would say, in the past 10 years of my life than I did in the previous 30. Like, I feel like, you know, we're just always learning. And I feel like as I get older, I'm learning more and more and more each year because I want to learn more. So their education is really just beginning when they graduate your homeschool, because especially nowadays, you can learn anything you want with the abundance of information, free online classes, YouTube channels, all of it, right? You can learn anything. So don't get so caught up in trying to cram their academics into those 12, 13 years, but really focus on who are they becoming? Not what are they going to do, but who are they becoming? So I hope that this encouraged you a little bit about the teenage years. I hope this encouraged you a little bit about um, an alternative to college, whether it be a gap year program like my son did, or going into a trade, or starting their own business. Um, there are an abundance of options that are not traditional four-year college. So it it doesn't mean four-year college is bad. I'm not saying that. It's just be open. Be open to other alternatives and watch God's plan unfold for your children. So I hope this encouraged you. I am open to questions. Feel free to reach out to me anytime. Share this episode with your friends. If you're a homeschooler or even if uh, you're Friends are not homeschoolers. I think this is a message that all parents of teenagers need to hear and young adults. So share it far and wide and let people know that, um, you know, college isn't always the be all end all, but following the Lord is. So I hope this encouraged you. And until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today. Dark Let me simply live.